This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Explains why it's called lechem oini. Yesh lisho, lo manikra matz lechem oini. Why why is matz called lechem oini? Harei efshe shinoi kematz shleimer al pidin. You're allowed to make the matz as nice as you want. Rashi manikra samatz lechem oini. So he brings here some information that say it's it's the abavinel that because matzah was very, very difficult to digest, therefore they used to feed it to the slaves so that they would, you saved on food because they didn't have to eat too long. You gave them matzah one meal and they didn't come back for another three meals. That's a period to bring to and he's, he has the kasha that it's it doesn't say any place and so on. He, he, he doesn't like the pirish. To the next page, Omnam Pirush Adava. The word oini here means the opposite of ashira. That it's not oini the, the matzah that was given when they were in Mitzrayim as anima vadim, but it's the opposite of matzah ashira. When it has anything, anything that has. Uh, added condiments like oil, honey and so on is called rich matzah. Vizer, the reason is ki ha'oni, it's not the pshat that an oni can't afford to have matzah with raisins in it. It means vizer ki ha'oni she'enle ela atzmoi ve'enle momen rak atzmoi ve'gufoi. An oni is someone that possesses only his self. That's what an oni is. So therefore, Ani means someone whose existence is down to the basics of of his, of his existence. There's nothing added on to his atzmius. Therefore, when matzah possesses only what's needed to be called bread, if there would be anything in it like chametz, like soyer, it's the pshat is bread with soyer to it. Anything, anything that can be added is called ashiras. So anius is that which is the thing itself. It, it, it's nothing but the etzimitzius, and ashiras is something that's added to etzimitzius. So now he he's bothered by a problem. If so, so why is it? That matzah ashira is muta. It's just that you're not yotzi lechavase. It's mashein kein seir. It's it's that's the isakaris. So he says ki matzah ashira b'shvil sheyish b'mashke ze ashira shalom. It's the it's the other way around. Matzah ashira is only ashira because it has it as an added outside of itself. You have the bread, you have the dough, and you have raisins plumped in, you have sugar plumped in. So that's not really, that shirus is not, it hasn't crept into the matzah. 
ואומנם איסו שיש בסוער החומץ יוצא יוסא מן ימצא שיש בגוף איסו חומץ ולככה מצא לכם עיני since the Asherus crept into the matzah itself it's much more Asherus than, than the, because since you baked it in a way that the Eran is as a part and parcel of it in a sense it's more of an Asher than the for instance if a person builds a building that's like this building here and he coats it with gold leaf on the outside so that's one diagram of Asherus but if somebody pours the foundations of a very expensive metal so it's, it's more Asherus because the Asherus is part and parcel of it it's not something that's added on from the outside so it, when you're talking where Asherus means something having to exist on something more than itself then the, if the Asherus becomes intrinsic to it, it's worse of an Asherus or more of an Asherus than something which just slapped onto the top. So things like 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 eggs or honey or, 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 or any other thing, the Asherus is slapped on because the bread is the flour and the water, like we learned in the Ketzim Farchim, that the Isa itself is the Isa. The other things are slapped on. Seoyer is a process that you add the Chimutz. The Chimutz is something that the bread did not need, but once you baked it in and it became part of itself, it, it became a matzah shir be'etzim. So in a way it's worse because its very existence is not very essential, but its existence is essential plus something. Yeah? When you make matzah with juice, it's true, but, but yeah. the, the juice is killed, the, you know, besides the water, the fluid of it, it's the sweetness that, the, that gives it the shema shirus. So that is something that could have been outside of it. The soir means that the bread becomes flour isa with chimutz in it. That the sugar is always kilo a side thing, it, it's an added flavor. When you bake bread with, with chimutz, the chimutz is something that gives it a shemisa. I, I think that's what he means. Okay, but then, but, but what's the explanation of it? So why is matzah oini keneged cheres? I mean, it's supposed to be keneged anius, oini is not a good thing. How is freedom and anius? Anius is something bad. It's, po- it's, it's, it's poverty. It's, it's, it's not a good thing. So how is cheres, which is a positive thing, um, is symbolized by anius? The, the music of Shibut is Shibut is not the hardship of slavery. There's a hardship of slavery. He says later, the Goyen said the same thing. There was three madregas in 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 Mitzrayim. There was the Shibut. There was there was Ger Ger Eretz There's the Shibut and the Oini. Uh, being an Eved is not the hardship of Avdus. That's not the Etzem Avdus. The Etzem Avdus is that the person's existence is not confined to his own self. An Eved does not have his own existence. His existence is as part of the Aden. He, he's not a, a something, he's Mitsurif to something else in the Moral's Lashon. He, he, he exists like an Uber exists in a mother, and Evid exists as part of the Odin's extended self, and therefore he doesn't have any, 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 any self. The same thing is true, the Shibut means anything that a person is needed, anything that a person needs that is really not his self makes him a Meshubit. For instance, um, if a person needs, to, if a person is hooked on smoking, so the person's 
it does not exist in his own right. He exists with a cigarette together. It's, 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 it's something that is... The shibud means that the person's existence rests on something other than itself. I remember I once had that feeling, I used to have a chavrus and that's well before I came here. For many years we learned Afayim in the morning. Uh, the doctor lived upstairs. So we used to come down early before the evening and we used to drink a coffee. On a tainus, we didn't drink a coffee. So I told him once, you know, take a look. And somebody who's used to drinking coffee just doesn't feel good without it. So I told him on a one tainus morning, I said, take a look how small a person is. A hundred cc of coffee determines if you're a human being or not. The, the whole person is not a person he's missing the, the glass of coffee. The, 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 the person's metzius becomes a metzius that's attached to something else. And therefore he's not, he's, he, there is no self because his self is with something else also. So anything that has Ashiris means that his Mitzius rests on something else. A person who has a car, for instance. So, on the one hand, you can look at Ashiris, if somebody says, well, he has a lot of opportunities, he can go much further without a car, go much quicker, it's true. But if the person is Meshubit to the, to the car, that means that, that he can't walk anymore. So it's not the Pshat that he's gotten, he's gained, he might have gained something, but he's lost his Atzmius in, in the sense that he's Meshubit. So, not, it, 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 the morale saying here, we'll see later, because he has the second Pshat, the Etzer Metzius of Geula is the breaking off from the things that a person is Meshubit to. And anything that a person has a Tzirif to, that is not himself, he, he, he breaks away from it. Um, Lechem is especially because bread is ilu dechios of a person. Bread is that which which a person but that means the havmin is that lechem is in his father chumis So on Pesach, the person's very bread, which is ilu his chios, is is something that is exists within itself without need to recourse to something else. Something which has a nius, the only kinyan, that's where you have geula. Geula means the separation of something to those things that he's tied to. If bread what to symbolize people that are Bnei Chayrin So the morale is saying over here that the, the, there are two phases there is Geula and there is Bnei Chayrin and this is the marshal like somebody with a car somebody who has a car and his matzav is that he can't live without the car so he's a Meshubit so, so, so that, so, so the act of geula would be where the person throws away the car and and he, and he learns to exist on his own right. A person who is be'etzim ben chayrin, his mitzvah is he, he can walk and go any place and he goes any place and he uses a car as an extension. Then it's a mila. So, so lechem oini is not connected the matziv of. Bnei Chayrin, which is once the person is a free person, he can make use of different tools, but it's the Maise Geula, that's, what, that's this Pshat, which is not like the next Pshat, but this Pshat is that the Matz is Keneged the, the Geula and not Keneged Bnei Chayrin. The Avlech Ma'ezerbal Etzem Hayetzil Chayrus, it's the very act of breaking free. The Etzem Hayetzil Chayrus Eina Kim Bistalak Iyin 
the act of becoming free is when a person is no longer the, he's no longer a Siamese twin with anything else. So you nimtzayt starfus klau, because she ain't getting starfus as nimtzegula. And that's why lechem oini is not connected the matzav of chayrus, but it's connected the ma'aseh geula. It's lechem oini is just bread and nothing else. And that's how the person, when a person stalls it too, when a person becomes that way, that's when he, ha- that's how he has geula. And that's the Indian Lamashal in, in when it says by kapara, by averus, it says shuve like igalticha. The says come back to return to Hakadosh Baruch Hu because I've redeemed you, I've I've set you free. It it refers to geula in the sense that a person who's enmeshed in avera. Besides the mice aver that he did, besides the pgamtes nefesh, there's always the slavery that a person becomes dependent on it. And avera is something the person should have been without. So besides the harmful effect of avera, there's also the fact that the person has a dependency on it. So part of tshuva, the element of geula and tshuva is that a person frees himself from a dependency on things that are not himself. Mitzvahs are a real realization of a person. So the, if a person becomes um, for instance, if, if, if a person dedicates his life to goodness, to kindness, to justice, and, and he can't bear to, 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 to be without it, when he sees situations of injustice and, 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 and uh, cruelty, it, it, he, he can't live with it and, and he dies of heartache. So someone's going to come and say to him, you know, you're burdened by these feelings of goodness and kindness. Maybe I could do something to relieve you and then you'll be freer. So we don't see it that way because we understand that that is supposed to be the atzmis of the person. The toiv, so in mitzvahs, when a person becomes dependent on mitzvahs, it's because that's his real self. It, it's like you're dependent on breathing because that's your mitzvah. And averus, it's a dependency on something that's not you. It's a shibut to some outside factor. Uh, that's what's called sitra akra. And, and therefore, there's an inyan geula and truva is also that type of thing where the person breaks free from, from the shackles. Part of tshuva is besides the kapar from Kaddish Baruch Hu, it allows a person not to be dependent on it. Then he says another uh, another piece. And that's why the geula was in Nisan, which is the first month. In all the months in the Torah are not called by the names, like it says in Chazal, that the names were only in Babel. The months in the Torah are called by the numbers. And again, I'll repeat myself because I never know who, who was here last year, the other years. Just uh, we've said a few times by the morale, numbers are all significant in the sense each number has a personality. It's not only a uh, a, a way of counting things, but it, each number has a certain um, character to it. For instance, one. Is, is, is like a Kharishbok was one and that's it. Two always represents things that are split and by definition are in dispute. Two things, the, the, on the second day was, was, was when the Rakia came and split Three is always a, a something that has a Kiyum, a Chizuk, it's it's and so on, and so on and so forth. Each number has a certain character to it. 
when the Torah lists the months, the morale explains each one, there's a reason why Shavuos is in the third month. And the Gemara says in Shabbos, Raisatli saw, Biyarchatli saw, in Laamtli saw, everything was threes in, in Matan Torah. The morale explains it. Um, there's a reason why Rosh uh, Hashanah uh, and Kippur and Sukkot is on the seventh month. Each month, the, the numbers have a certain character themselves, and, and, and whatever is associated with that number has that element, that character. The first Geula means that which is totally independent and does not need to recourse to anything else. In other words, you cannot have a second without there having been a first. You cannot have a third without there being the first two. So no number has an independent existence except for one. So the second month, the third month, the fourth month has a character that's dependent on what came before it. Um, when I say this is the third step in the process, that means that this step is not an independent step. It's, it's, it's part of a process and it's dependent on, on two steps before. The first step is always something which is independent by its nature. It did not need anything to come before it. There's a, um, there's a very beautiful, the Sochachava says, uh, when Yaakov Avinu was looking to give, he, he took away the B'chayr from Ruvain, because Pachas Kamayim. So, he dumped it on Yosef. He said, you know, B'chayrach So yes, well, why did he skip? So, Mela Shimon and Levi, we can understand that Shimon and Levi are, he also had some tainus. But you have Yehuda, Yisachar, Zvulun, you have a long line until, until Yosef. Why did he move B'chayr to Yosef? So, the, the Sanchev explains that B'chayr, meaning the firstborn, is not just Mikra, you know, it, 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 the the the, the of a firstborn is that his role is independent of everyone else. The second, third, fourth, and fifth child, like the Maral says, are a hemshach of something that was there before. He said the mid of bechayra is the most of bechayra is that which is not dependent on the others. The first, the first one to do something. The difference between the one who invents something to the hundred other people is that the inventor does not rest on anyone else, and everyone else rests on that which was there before. So, if he's looking for bechayra, Yosef, because he was a Mitzrayim himself and stayed the way he was, so that means that Yosef's Metzias is independent of the other brothers. So if you're looking to give over Bechayr, it's not a question, the third is not more of a Bechayr than the seventh. You're not looking for numbers who, who happen to come first in the world afterwards. You're talking about the Teichen of Bechayr is the one whose Metzias is his own, and, and he's not someone whose Metzias is because he's following the crowd, because he's going after somebody. So Bimele, he says, the Chodesh HaRishon is the Chodesh of Gula because that is the most of Gula. Two means that it's connected to something else. So that's not the right time for Geula when, when, when you're supposed to stand by yourself. Klaladov, he says, Geula means divorcing yourself from anything else and standing in your own right. And it's not attached to anything else. The first month is the right month for it. 
anything that came into being misyaches elazman shenas boisavayim. And this is another one of the Maral's Yisraelis that he says in quite a few places that every event, every major event that occurred occurs in a time that's appropriate for it. It's not just a mikra that Hanukkah came out of Hei Kisni. You're talking about a major event that's worthy of celebrating year after year, thousands of years. So that means that Hanukkah is something that was a process that was that became one of the pillars of creation. So Chafei Kislev must be a time that this was the right time for this year's gala. The same thing Shavuos and the same thing uh, and so on. So it, the time frame for for its for for Yitzchak Mitzrayim was it was Chodesh Rishon because that's the right time. Now the Maral is explaining that the Havan of the Pasuk is, is really a real Tam for Matzah Be'etzim. It's not just the Mikra that you didn't have a chance to. Why? Pirish. is closer to impulsively rather than quickly. When somebody acts like it says we don't mean to say the person acted quickly that uh, the, the person that would be the loss of Vayizaris. Vayizaris is chanichov. Vayizaris means to 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 go quickly, to go with without wasting time. Chipozin is usually a bad. Uh, uh, it has a derogatory connotation. It means to do something impulsively without forethought. So, but in 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 our case, chipozin is a mila. When something is done as a result of a thought process. It means that it's dependent on some prior situation. Um, if something is thought out carefully, the act is always the result of a few steps. When something is done impulsively, it means it, it, it you know it didn't come. It came like this. The the, the, the thought struck the person, and he did it. So the chipozin in Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim means that Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was something that happened without a. It didn't go with a step-by-step process. Reb Tzadik says, in, in Sitzke Tzadik he speaks, he says that the, um, every act, uh, normally chipozen is a very bad midah. The, the, the chipozen is, is a midah that gets people into trouble, as anybody who's done things with chipozen knows. And and it's and it's it, and most of Musa is about making and nefesh and not running headlong into something and thinking about something and so on. There's one exception. The Maral says that every beginning is with a chipazan. When a person does tshuva, there's always an act of chipazan in the doing tshuva, and we're talking about a radical turnabout. It's 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 almost um, it's almost a tautology. If a person does something because he, he thought about it before and it's pre-planned, so it's not a new act. It, it's all, it, it's a continuation was there before. 
a person does not do something radically new when he thinks about it beforehand. There's a process, you know, and A led to B, led to C. Sometimes the last, the last result might be a 180 degree turn, but, but it's a step-by-step process. This forced him to consider this, this forced him to consider this, forced him to consider this. If a person wants to snap off from what he did before, the person cannot do it unless there's an act of chipazim. The, the, a person can think a lot about doing something, but if a person wants to make a radical change, the act of change itself is usually a jump. And, and he said, so every beginning, by definition, it's not a beginning if it's pechipazim, if it's not pechipazim. So in the process of a person changing himself, a, a person who's changed himself, there was always a first step where he did something rash, unpredictable. And Reb Chaim used to have a story which Reb Chaim always liked to to present paradoxes. It was very very much part of the in, in a shir on a shmuz. Both of them he would he would say a svara and show that it's paradoxical and say I understand that you don't. That was, that was very uh, the way. You would, but he once said over a meiser. I don't remember with who he said it. I don't know if he said a name. He said there was somebody a tremendous talmud chacham who explained how he got that way. He said he was learning in Volozhny yeshiva and he was sitting and eating. And uh, someone asked him a simple shayla, and the person could not, and, and he didn't, he didn't know the answer. And the other person said, "It's a So he got terribly, terribly upset. He picked himself up in the middle of the meal, ran away to a town a few miles away from Volozhin, sat and learned for seven, eight years without any disturbance, just in the base medrash, and he grew to be the tremendous tamikah. So Chaim, so he, he left without benching. So Chaim asked. Was he allowed to leave without benching? Certainly not. Had he stayed around to bench, would he have become that big person? Certainly not. So you'll ask me, what? Well, you know, that was the, 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 but the, the point was that when a person is gradually evolving, so if things go slowly, methodically, step by step, and that's the right mahala. When a person has to undergo some radical change, or, 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 so there always has to be a snap, it always has to be a beginning. There has to be a nakud of reishis over there. And, and, and if the act is not bechipazim, it's not a reishistic act. So Bemele, he's saying that the bechipazim, it's also Mitzrayim, Klal Yisrael did not evolve out of Mitzrayim. They were shakur memta sharetuma, they were completely lost. It wasn't a process where they sat and thought about the, the meaning of, of, of Klal Yisrael and slowly changed. It was a break with, with that's what the chipazim is. Chipazim means a sudden snap break. And, and, it, and it had bad effects. The same way like, it, it, that's why Sphere Saima is accounting because Sphere Saima is a process. Once, when you've done the first step rashly, you have to start. Rash things are good for breaking through, but then you have to start building something. You can't build things by impulsive activities. So the first step is always an impulse because it has to be aschala. Also, would not be the first. The continuation has to be methodical, thought out, and well planned. So the chipazon is, is the very first ma'aseh. V'nia chipazon mehirus ve'ein be'iku ve'emshatzman ki k'shem sheyotzu bechodesh rishon mipnei sheroy chodesh rishon al geula dafke mitamesh esboya. They're going out the first month is because the first month is is not connected to anything before. Ke'ein geula raka she'ein kan tziruf v'chodesh rishon shu rishon v'lehoyekan chibo v'tziruf chadashim v'kach royish le'tiyah geula be'iku zman. 
Rak bismana rishon mibli amshocha veikov veimetzir of klal. The same way the etzemaisigula cannot be a process. Anything that takes time is 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 of a process. Here it 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 it, it happened instantly. Shekol rishon mesiach sal geula loichi bismana shazayin shach legula. Every first is always the appropriate point for geula because. Because it does not, it's not attached to anything else. For a person needs to break away from being attached to anything else. So that's his first mahalach in understanding why lechem oini. And, and he says it's connected, not connected the matzav of being a ben chayrin, but connected the matzav of of geula. And and the matzah of geula, the point of geula, the ma'aseh geula is always a snap, a snapping off from what was there, from any tzir that was there before, and therefore it's b'chodesh mission and, and therefore it's b'chipazim. It's without any sense of hemshin. Okay, we'll hold it here. Tomorrow we'll go back.